welcome to my testimony podcast. This is Takia. I'm your host. I'm so happy that you tuned in to today's testimony. I'm um, excited always whenever I sit down with someone and I, you know, get to listen to their testimony about the goodness of God in their lives. It's just a blessing. You know what I mean? Like I find strength that no matter what I'm going through to hear something good about the Lord, it just always blesses my whole heart, whole soul, and whole mind. And that's the beauty of this platform. And so I, I'm i glad that you're here with me. And if it's blessing you, I just ask that you share with somebody else because literally you're sharing the gospel each and every time that you share this particular platform. And we overcome by the testimonies of our faith, right? So praise God. And before we get into the testimony for today, I actually just have it in my heart to share some scriptures that in my opinion just really exalts the Lord, just really exalts God above any and everything because I think when we lift him up, every circumstance in our lives just looks much smaller. It just puts everything into perspective. It just reminds us that our God is good. He's above everything and that nothing can overtake him. And because we are hidden in him, that revelation is such a delight to know and to really see. And so um, a couple of scriptures that I want to read with you. The first one is from Isaiah. It is verse, um, it is chapter 46, verse four. It says, I will be your God throughout your lifetime until your hair is white with age. I made you and I will care for you. I will carry you along and save you. Hallelujah. Amen. Right. Um, another scripture that I want to read, it is Isaiah, uh, 41 and it is verse four. This one says, who has done such mighty deeds, summoning each new generation from the beginning of time. It is I, the Lord, the first and the last, I alone am he. Praise God. Um, another one, I'm gonna read two more. Uh, This one is Numbers. It is chapter 23. It is verse 20. It says, listen, I received a command to bless. God has blessed and I cannot reverse it. Amen. Right? Like when God speaks, no one can come against his word. Nothing, nothing. Like take joy in that revelation. Take joy in that truth because it is so. And the very last one that I want to read with you, which is my favorite. (laughs) Um, It says, it is Isaiah 43. It is verse 13. It is the NLT version. It says, from eternity to eternity, I am God. No one can snatch anyone out of my hand. No one can undo what I have done. Period. Point blank. Our God is good. (laughs) Our God is amazing. And let's just rejoice in his goodness. So let's go ahead and get into today's testimony. Here it goes. Hi, Leandro. I'm happy to have you here with me today on the podcast. Welcome. Hey, how are you? I'm so happy to be here. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, I'm excited to hear the Lord's testimony that, um, you know, he has given to you throughout your life. And I think it's a blessing too, just to kind of come together and talk about the Lord and Everything he has done is so good, right? Amen. I believe that 100%. Yeah. Um, one of the things I think will be be good, just for those who are listening, is if you want to share a little bit about who you are, which, where you're from, or what you do, 
I think that would be something cool if you don't Sounds mind. good. Sounds good. So everybody who's listening, my name is Leandro Marte. I am 24 years old. I currently live in New York, in New York, in the state of New York, um, White Plains, New York. Um, I, as a career, I own a video production company um, and I'm a Christian and I go to church. That's <laughs> like a God. brief summary of myself. Love it. I love the fact that you said you're a Christian and you go to church. I love yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that's delightful. Even though that doesn't really make me a Christian going to church, you know, that's one of the things that I do out of yeah. my walk, you know, but. Praise God for that. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Um, so you said you had a testimony about, you know, your purpose and one of the things um, the Lord bringing you out of darkness into light. And so when I heard that as like, you know, a summary of your testimony, it made me think of a scripture mm-hmm. that I wanted to talk about just briefly. Um, the scripture is first Peter, um, it's first Peter two, verse nine, it says, Mm -hmm. but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may Mm. declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. So when you think about that scripture, what stands out to you specifically? Amen. That's a powerful scripture. Um, The thing that really stands out to me is that, you know, we hear so many different voices, right, in society, like from our family members, from our friends, from any anybody, even social media. We hear so many voices uh, that tells us, like, who we are and what we're capable of doing. But, like, we have here a guy who created us, who knows us inside and out, telling us, like, that we are priesthood, you know, we are more than what anybody else could say and it just kind of puts us in that position we're like wow like god is really entrusting me with his kingdom you know to grow his kingdom i know i might not be at my best right now you know let's say somebody's going through something i'm in darkness but god is willing to take me outside of that darkness so i think that's a beautiful example of of god saying you know what like maybe the world is saying this about you this isn't that but i created you for more than that so I think that's a that's a great way to start it and, you know, connect it to my testimony because I believe that that's what kind of God did with me. You know, he completely took me out of darkness and not just like because people think right away, people think darkness, people think about bad stuff like drugs or anything like that. When I think about darkness, I think about being in a place where you can't really see, you know, and I and I believe and my my testimony runs from like, let's say, 10 years ago. 10, 8, 10 years ago, and I was in a place in my life where I was literally blind and I couldn't see nothing. I had no vision. Even the Bible says, where there's no vision, people perish. I felt like I had no sense of direction, but that's why, you know, I'm I'm so excited to share my testimony because through my testimony, people are going to see that, yes, even though you might feel like you're in darkness today, you could be in the light, in light today. You could make that decision and say, you know what? I'm tired of living this way and I know God has, for, God has so much more for me and I'm going to step, step into the light that he has for me. Amen. Amen. I'm, I'm, I'm happy you <laughs> shared everything you share, even from your perspective, because that the same thing stood out to me in the mm. scripture, the royal priesthood, right? Because that's kind of something that the Lord has been, I should say, developing my mind and renewing my mind to really understand. Like mm. we are a child 
we are children of the king, the only Amen. one, right? Like the highest, right? Yep. The king of kings, Lord of lords. And so I'm just like, oh my gosh, just when mm-hmm. you just meditate on that truth, it just like, is this true? You know what I mean? Because it's like, wow, yeah. this is amazing. It is true, but it's just like, mm-hmm. it is amazing to think that God chose us, you know? And mm-hmm. no matter what we may think about ourselves, he still speaks life and truth over us. So praise God. I really thank him for that. And so since your testimony has to do with purpose and the Lord walking you out, feel free to go ahead and start um, whenever you're ready. All right. So here we go with my testimony. Um, I mean, you know, as even as you reached out to me and I started thinking about my testimony, I was really thinking about my life, like in, in overall. And I couldn't really, I was, it was, I found it difficult to really point out like, okay, what's my testimony? Cause I feel like a lot of people can relate to this. God has done God has done so many things in our lives that it's so hard to just pick one because God is always faithful. God is always in the picture. So I was just like, oh, but God did this. Oh, but in that time, God did that. So it was interesting to kind of unify my testimony and like see the recurrent theme in my life where God's like um, footprints have been where I was able to identify like, wow, this is what God did. You know, maybe I thought God meant this for that. I thought I meant God meant it for, for, for this reason. But in reality, if I put everything together, God had one goal, you know, and it was to build me up as an evangelist of the gospel to really build his kingdom, like every single little thing. So I start with my testimony. So I think it all starts, you know, I, I, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm, I live in New York, but I, I actually wasn't born and raised here. I was born and raised in the Dominican Republic. I came to this country 10 years ago, 2010. And I, the first thing I have to say is that me being on this podcast and being able to communicate with you guys and with you as well is a miracle from God because 10 years ago, I could not speak any English whatsoever. Like when I say nothing, the only thing that came out of my mouth was hello. Like, it's amazing to see what God has done in my speech, you know. So, 10 years ago, I came. I was born and raised in the Dominican Republic. I came to this country, um, you know, for, for, for hopes of a better life. Because just a brief kind of, like, backstory of, like, how I grew up. I grew up in, a, in an environment with a, and, I mean, a, and I hope, I mean, even if they listen, one of my family members, I don't want to seem like I'm speaking back bad on my family, but I grew up in an environment that was very toxic in different ways. Not bad. You know, I had great parents, but like the spiritual need that I needed in my life to grow up, you know, you know how the Bible says to instruct your child in a way so that when they grow older, they wouldn't depart from the ways of the Lord. Yeah. That aspect in my life, I was heavily missing it. So because of that, there was a lot of things that marked me as a child that I'm not going to get into because it could get too personal. And like I said, we could be here all night, but it, it, it marked me in a way where I had no spiritual life. You know, um, I had I, my kind of like view of God was kind of divided when I was little. Cause I, one a side of my family was like, you witness the other side was Catholic. So it was like very confusing things that they were doing and the way they went about their faith, which kind of like turned me off. It, it, it's, it didn't it didn't portray display the relationship that us as human beings we, we yearn for right and which is what god wants for us so coming from that you know all of that i 
yeah, already like already being here, I already had a lot of baggage. I had no vision, no goals, no nothing. So came here in 2010, didn't know English, come back to the story. Uh, and then, you know, I was literally thrown into the system where like, wow, like I thought things were going to be better for me, you know, um, where I was going to like succeed and do this and that. And like everything was going to be good and dandy, but it wasn't, you know, I found myself living in this country you know, going through things that I never thought I was going to go through. Like, for example, not having a home, like being homeless for a couple of days, you know, not be able to communicate. It was very frustrating, you know, going to a store and not being able to kind of like ask for what I wanted, where like I was used to going to a store in my country and asking for it and paying for it. But here I found that challenge. I, I, I really couldn't communicate. So you know, time passed, time passed, 2010, I was in high school, you know, and, and again, since I didn't have no vision, and I didn't know any vision that of, I didn't know of the purpose I got in my life. That's why the clock started thinking, ticking for me once I was placed in the US, because that's when God, okay, like, I'm gonna position you to purpose, like, even though you might not see the, the light right now, you might find yourself in darkness, like, it's okay, like, just keep doing what you need to do. And, I found myself in darkness, like I said at the beginning, in a way where, like, I couldn't see. I was blind. I had no vision. So I was just like, you know what? I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. I'm just going to do life, you know? And I think that's what happened to me. I allow life to happen to me instead of me happening to my life. Like, me taking authority for my life. Like, the, the, like the scripture you brought at the beginning, that we're pre-suits. Like, taking that authority that Christ has placed in us when he left the Holy Spirit behind, you know? I didn't have no knowledge of that. So what any normal human being is going to do is just flow with life as it goes. Whatever comes, you do, you know. Um, so I found myself in a lot of ways in high school trying to fit in. You know, I was kind of like split into two worlds because I was taking ESL classes, you know, because I didn't know English. So I was trying to learn. Um, <clears throat> and a, a, a pitiful moment in high school, which I remember like if it was yesterday, and I remember even today, my friend Amanda, I was sitting in my chair and I couldn't understand nothing. I was literally so frustrated that I, I mumbled to my friend Amanda and she she kind of like, you know, understood me a little bit. And I was like, I, I just can't understand anything. I don't think I will never learn this language. This is so hard. Um, and I was so frustrated. I remember like the frustration of me trying to learn this new language and i was like why did i come to this country i thought things were gonna be better things were gonna be different but apparently it's not so you know i was i was just like wow okay let me just go through life let me do whatever whatever um i have to do um i think the 2012 was the moment where i actually um my life kind of turned around because that's when i met two of my best friends from high school that actually introduced me to Christ. Um, in a way, that they, they just we were in high school. I was, I think, sophomore year, um, I believe. And, you know, I met them through, oh, through something that actually caught my attention. Before, since I never had any sense of purpose or anything, any vision for my life, I didn't even know how to express myself. So when I was in high school, I actually found dancing to be so, like, I really saw dancing. Well, wow, this is interesting. And I saw it as a form of like, expression. So through that, I actually met two of my best friends. And they actually invited me to their Bible study. So this moment in my life where, because, you know, I religion is thrown at you in so many different ways, you know. 
so diff- so many different ideologies back here and, and back and forth. So when they hit me with, oh, you want to come to Bible study? I said to myself, like, a Bible study? <laughs> you know, I was like, really? Like, no. Nah. Like, because I already had a negative connotation on, on, on religion, you know? So I, I literally, you know, marked it off. But since they were like, they really knew how to evangelize in a sense, I was drawn to it because they made me feel welcome. You know, they, mm-hmm. for some reason I felt like, okay, let me try this. Let me let me go and find out what it is. Even though I didn't want to go, I found myself attending to the Bible study. And after that, I think my life just took off in a different direction. I went to their Bible study that night. Um, and something in my life kind of clicked. Like there was a new switch in me that kind of told me like, oh, you matter, you know, that kind of like set things like I, I saw maybe I was still in the darkness, but I saw a light at the end of the tunnel. I was I, I was telling myself, whoa, this is something different. This is something I actually never experienced the way this faith was brought into my life. You know, it was not forced. It was an invitation. And, and, and it was a beautiful thing. So I was, OK, let me just do that. Let me, you know, keep going, whatever. Praise God. Keep learning. And and I always had also uh, uh, I always had the the hunger to learn so i was okay let me just learn more because the more i learn about god the more i learn about what he had what he had planned to me because obviously they would share with me the things that god had in store and you know the things that god wants to do with us for us you know for him for his glory and that actually opened my appetite to get to want to know more of christ so the more i actually got to know him the more i started my heart continue to transform and and wanting to desire more holiness in my life and saying wow like this is actually different this is something different that i have ever experienced and you know the more i i did it um i spent so that was 2012 from 2012 to 2014 those are like my baby stage of christianity where i was just like a sponge you know how they say when you first received the Lord and you're so on fire for the Lord. Yeah. That's how I felt in that, in that stage. Cause we were going to concerts and worshiping God and really on fire for God. Um, but at that time, I remember there was no sense of like a real responsibility. I said like, okay, you have to deny yourself. You have to do certain things. Cause I, I still felt that I was kind of lukewarm. In a sense where, okay, I'm learning about God and doing this and this and that. But at the same time, I also have a life and I have to do this this and that. So it was kind of, you know, the balance where, okay, you know, yeah, uh, I love God, but this is my life still, you know. And I think after 2014, where I graduated, um, not college, high school, um, that I started actually maturing as a person. I think that's when... I actually started to understand more of the word of God where I actually started getting more convicted where, Oh, like, this is actually, this is not just, uh, this is not, uh, kind of like a, a temporary thing. This is actually a, a life transforming kind of lifestyle, you know, where I have to kind of deny myself to my desires and to the things that I wanted to do and pursue God full, um, wholeheartedly. Um, so that was kind of like a, of a struggle for me to kind of, okay, you know what, even though God wants me to, you know, fulfill my purpose, you know, I kind of had a sense of 
my purpose, you know, for life. Because think about it. It's the first time in my life where I feel like I matter, where I feel like I could do something with my life. Before, I didn't have any motivation whatsoever to even move a finger, to let alone have, you know, you know, have something where, I, oh, I could be this. I could be more than this. So that kind of conflicts if you let it get to your head because now I was, I was feeling self-righteous. We're like, okay, yo, um, God has a purpose, but I also have my purpose. So wh- how can I mix the two or even pursue both of them? But that's obviously a constant battle between doing what you want to do and trying to do what God wants for you, which is best. You know, we, God's best is 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 better than what we can even think about um and for those years it was 2015 till 2017 ish 18 um those are the years that i actually fought for my faith you know i found ways to really um you know what i need to be more intentional with god and i need to do this i need to do that da, 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 da. um and this is something one of my pastors said is that a faith that is not worth fighting for is not worth having. So I could testify that this was not an easy walk. You know, this was constant struggle getting in and like, ah, oh, being mad at something and going, you know, and at the same time, you're going through life too. You, you know, I went through a lot of heartbreak, a lot of toxic relationships, a lot of disappointments. And when you don't truly have a relationship with God, which I don't think I did back then, you tend to, okay, if God is good for me, why am I going through all these things? You know, why am I experiencing all these terrible things? Like if he's a good God and we have to understand and like this, this, this scripture that I want to bring up is Philippians 4, 11, 13, because I was meditating on the scripture this morning and God reminded me, you know, uh, something very important that a lot of us kind of overlook um, and really get into the mentality that, okay, just because I'm believing in God, everything is going to be fine. Nothing's going to happen to me and I'm going to be successful, you know? And God reminded me through this scripture, I'm going to read it to you. Um, is Philippians 4, 11 to 13. It says, this is Paul speaking. Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be a base and I know how to be a bound. Everywhere and in all things, I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to be abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I bring this scripture because people use this scripture a lot of times, but they take it out of context. And that's something, this is why testimonies are very important because you get to know my story. You just don't open a page in my life and start judging and, and take it out of context. And this is why we need to read this in context. Because what God is saying here is, when you need my strength, you will have it. It doesn't matter what you have, what you don't have, what you're going through. If you're down, if you're up, you, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me in those situations where I need Christ. Not that I'm saying, okay, I can do all things through Christ and I literally could take on the world. I'm going to be successful. I'm going to make money. I'm going to make this. I'm going to make that. Because now we're seeing the gospel after a self-profit journey when it's a self-sacrifice. We have to sacrifice ourselves. The Bible says in Romans 12 that, um, I believe it's Romans 12. I hope I'm not incorrect. But it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So you have to renew your mind. So whatever is here in your mind already, you have to let go of it. 
So that was kind of, you know, a battle that I went through those years, 2014 to 2018. A lot of things happened, but I think I want to highlight 2018 because actually was one of the best years I ever had in my life and one of the worst years. So like I mentioned in, at the beginning, I own a video production company. Um, that was a year where I actually was going to school, um, NYU, and I travel to Paris. I live in Paris for like four months. And I, at the same time, I was, my, my job took me all around the world. I was working and doing stuff that I'm, people at my age wasn't even doing at that time. I was literally in Greece and Italy, Spain, um, Germany, France, just, you know, capturing video for different brands and yada, yada, yada. So it was one of the best years of my life. But at the same time, it was one of those years where I decided, okay, you know what, if I, I if I'm going to go all in for this, I need to give my all to God. And I decided if I wasn't, I, I literally, it's funny because we do this all the time, but I literally um, did a self-judgment on myself. You know what? If I make one mistake, I'm not, I'm not good enough. And what I was literally telling God straight up, I was telling God, you're a liar. You have like, we, you know, like we spoke in, in the verse that you brought at, at the beginning. Like, I'm not really a priest or whatever, what you're saying. I'm making mistakes and I'm not worthy to follow you. I'm not worthy to do your job. So I, I got in a sense contaminated by that mentality, which ended up, ended up um, causing a lot of problems in my life, you know, uh, where like I fell into adultery, drugs, you know, that's when the darkness really came, you know, when you're, when you're talking about bad stuff. Um, I, I just started doing things outside of the will of God that were not really glorifying him. And to be vulnerable, like, you know, I just, I, I had like a no care mentality. I even left church, you know, <laughs> It was kind of crazy. People, people they didn't really understand what was going on. Um, some of my best friends tried to bring me back, but I was still because I'm something that people need to know about me is I'm not really a hypocrite. If I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do it 100%. If I'm not giving a, uh, my 100%, I'm not doing it. Um, so I was like, okay, you know what? I'm just leave that and not do anything. But this is when I actually truly experienced God in my life. It was 2018, even though I've known God and been to be, have been going to church ever since 2012 for like eight years, well, six years at that time. Um, that's when I really realized, wow, I've gotten so much in the world in me that it, I, I felt like I, I felt like my purpose was kind of being ripped off from me in a sense where, wow, like. Is this what it feels to have no, like, to be without God in my life? And it felt terrible. And I went so far left in my life where it, I got to that point where I was just, you know, like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, yes, I'm having fun now. You know, I even, one of my biggest things, my biggest desires in life was to get married and have kids, have a beautiful family. Because I've always, always, always something that I love. I love, um, I think everything starts at home. And, I, and I've seen the world how it is. And I believe if we do a better job as, you know, as people at our homes, because it starts in our home, we could change the world, you know. People want to start, people want to change the world, but they neglect their homes. So mm -hmm. that's something that's been in me for a long time and passionate about it. And even that got taken away from me. I got to a point where I was just, you know what, I'm just going to have sex with women, um, you know. And also, another thing, during that time, I was making a lot of money, too, through my company. So 
I was like, you know what? I'm just going to have sex with whoever comes. And, you know, um, it was, it was kind of crazy, you know? Um, and I'm, I've never, I've never actually said this publicly, you know, but I'm going to say now I'm going to be vulnerable because you have to be vulnerable when it comes to your testimonies because okay. so people can relate, you know, because loss is something that we all struggle with, you know, especially men, but also women. And that le- actually led me to kind of like sleep with prostitutes, you know, in the past, um, which was bad. You know, I, I was in a place where, you know, I have money, I do whatever I want, you know, but God had to really keep me in check. And that's how God is so faithful because doesn't matter how many bad things you do, there's still redemption for you. And that's when I actually started experiencing God where he kind of told me like, yes, you're going, you're going deep into darkness, but I'm still here knocking at your door. So open it. You have you you have so much better than what you're trying to do. Like I have a purpose for you. You're a priesthood, you know. You I I your purpose, I positioned you in this country, not so that you could um get consumed by the um generational curses of your family, but so that you could step into purpose, into the life that I have for you, which is way better than what you could even imagine. So when I started experiencing that from God. I said to myself, I, I can, I, I really can keep living this way. I can doing whatever I want to do because I know that whatever I want to do is not going to benefit me. You know, it's not going to bring satisfaction because it, it, it could bring satisfaction to anybody. You know, what I was doing, you know, having fun, traveling, all that stuff. It could have, you know, but it was temporary. You know, I would like, let's say I would have sex with a girl and then the next day I would feel so drained. And I, I will ask myself, is this worth it? Like, is this really worth it, what I want to do with my life? And I started, and God started reminding me of the purpose of my desires, you know, that were aligned with his will, like, you know, building a, a, a marriage that is going to be an example to the world, to my family. Because, you know, I come from a family from, the, from, the, from divorced parents, you know, my parents are divorced right now. So all I've seen in my life is brokenness. So anybody if if we're if we're just allowing life to happen to us and we're not happening to our lives and taking authority the authority that god has given us we could follow into those generational curses that are running through our families which is a lot of us you know a lot of us are going through so many things our parents have gone through so many things and we start to imitating imitating those things you know we start to follow in those footsteps and i something i told myself is that I, i would look at my parents and not not to, you know, talk bad about them, but I just don't want what they had. Or I don't want to be where they are. I don't want to be where my dad is. I definitely don't want to be where my mom is. I want to do something different. I want to do with God where God is in the center. So after that, 2018, I came actually came back from Europe because I was living in Europe um, 2019. And that year was just a me rebuilding my relationship back with God. Um, no, no, I came, no. I lie, I lie. Let me take it back a little bit. I came back 2000. No, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, 2019. I came back. Yeah, I, I was right. I was right. So that that whole when I came back, it was me rebuilding my relationship with God. Where to the point where you know what? And I actually I was in a position in leadership in my church, and I had to step down. I was just you know what? I need to sit down. I need to receive. I need to do what I need to do because God is need. God needs to do something in my life before I actually serve him and you know i don't want to be a hypocrite so i took a, a you know a, like a long hiatus before i actually started serving again again in church 
But once I, you know, I'm actually serving in church now. Once I got the everything out of my system, you know, I I just started walking, rewalking my purpose, you know, and and not letting anything um distract me. And even now, you know, there's things that distract me, and you know, I I'm not perfect when nobody is. You know, but we're striving to be perfect and striving, like Paul says in the Bible, to strive for per- perfection. Not that we are going to be perfect, but if you try hard enough, you know, through the help of Jesus, because like I said, in any situations, in any situation that you go through, through Christ, he, every, we could do anything through Christ who gives us strength. We're going to be strengthened, you know, with Christ. So that's something that I hold on to because I know that I'm not. This walk, I can't do it on my own, and I and I can't self-suffice myself. You know, I can because I'm always gonna fall short if I don't rely on God and I and I start relying on my own strength. Um. So yeah, that's so far my testimony. Um, and then you mentioned there's, there's obviously more. There's more to it, but I, I try to keep it concise. I don't know if you have any questions in regards to any specific spot well, in my you- life that I. You were mentioning so right so in 2019 you started mm-hmm. you know going through the process of rebuilding your relationship with the Lord um, mm-hmm. and one of the things um, I know you had mentioned in the beginning is about being you know the Lord calling you to being an evangelist. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us about when did you when was it brought to your attention that that was mm-hmm. the purpose that the Lord has set for you in your life and then what was Perfect. that experience like? Perfect. Perfect. Okay, cool. So for me to talk about that, I have to backtrack a little bit back to 2000. I mean, it was between 2012, 2014, I believe. Yeah. So that's when I found out my calling as an evangelist. Um, and I know that, that, you know, that not, I know people have different views on things, you know, you know, but, um, but this is, this is what happened in my life. So I, for some reason, like the more I learn about God and the more I saw my desires of what I, the things that I wanted to do, um, I saw like the evangelist in me. Like I always wanted to speak out. I wanted, I wanted to express myself in different, in different ways, but I know I couldn't. Um, and then actually my spiritual mom, which is kind of my mom, um, slash pastor, slash mentor, slash everything, <laughs> um, kind of like raised me in the faith, basically. Until this day, she's still like rock solid with me, you know, walking me through the hardest things in life that I go through. Um, she actually confirmed with me that I, I'm an evangelist and she didn't have to tell me. I, I asked her and I, and I confirmed to myself, like, I know I'm an evangelist. And then she said, like, yeah, like I, you are an evangelist. I just wanted God to tell you that, not me, you know? Um, and I just, it was a sense of like, it, it, it felt, not felt, I don't want to go with feelings, but it aligned with my spirit, you know, it aligned, like everything just, okay, makes sense. Like I am actually an evangelist. And the reason why, as soon as I actually found out that I was an evangelist, I saw how different things that I went through in my life allow me to kind of sharpen those skills. Like, for example, um, you know, at the beginning, I didn't know any English, you know, at all, period. And I actually ended up learning, like, you know, English to the point where I was able to communicate. And there was a time, actually, there was a night, we were at my best friend's house, and we were worshiping. We, we all, before, like, back in the day, we used to all get together. We still do it sometimes, but not as much as we did it before. We used to get together, all of us, uh, and we just worship God, like, 
all night, all night, all night. And then that night, uh, one of my best friends, she actually prophesied over my life. She was like, we're going to break any barriers in your language. And the accent that you have is going to be gone and you're going to be um, evangelizing for Jesus. She didn't, at that time, she actually didn't know that I was an evangelist. So she actually found it shocking that I was like, <laughs> he's an evangelist? She didn't know. She was just prophesizing. And I was like receiving everything because, you know, I was, I, even though I, I got to the point where I used to, I learned the, the language. Um, I mean, I don't know if you hear it now, but it comes out here and there. I do have an accent, but my accent used to be bad, like before, to the point that it made me feel insecure about communicating. And people, people used to make fun of me. Anything, I would say something. It was a funny word I used to say. It was security. I, before I didn't know how to say security. I don't know if I still know how to do, say it, but I was, I would say security, something, I would mess it up. People <laughs> would make fun of me, literally make fun of me. So I would, I was, I would tell people, cause I was always very determined to learn. I was like, you know what? One day I'm going to learn how to speak properly and you're not going to make fun of me. I was like this little kid, you know, that oh, no, I'm going to learn. So those different things that kept happening in my life. So that was prophesized when I started like communicating more. Even through school, you know, I was shy. I became super sociable to the point that my years in high school, I went from like, and not that this is important, but it's just a testament of what God wants to do. I went to like from a nobody in like my freshman, sophomore year to like my junior, senior year. I was like the, the, one of the kids that was the most known in school because I used to be super expressive and I would just make friends. I was super, and I'm still sociable. Um, and, and But back in the day, I was just super sociable. Um, and then, you know, through everything that I started doing afterwards, you know, um, fast forward to 2016, 17-ish, where I actually found my, my purpose as in, like, what I'm meant to do in life, like, forever, that's it. Um, where actually, because I, I thought that I, at the beginning, I wanted to be a professional dancer, but... You know, that was just, you know, a dream. And then when I went to college, I actually started pursuing computer science, but because my brother was doing it. So even then, 2014, 15-ish, I didn't have like a sense of purpose into like, oh, what am I going to do with my life? I was just like, okay, you know, Christ called me for a purpose to evangelize, but at the same time, I just got to go to school and do whatever, you know, I have to do. And maybe follow my, my brother's footstep because he's doing computer science, so might as well let me do it that so but then you know like I said like I still there was a part of me that was allowing you know life to happen to me and not me taking authority over my life so what ended up happening 2016 something happened that really changed my life was that I was sitting with my counselor um, and I was like halfway into my degree and they were like, okay, you, you're missing credits right now. You need to take an elective, something for fun, you know, something that might interest you. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, what can I take? What do you guys have? Oh. Um, you know, so I could feel, fulfill my, my requirements. And then they showed me a list of things. Da, da, da. I just went up and down, up and down. And I saw something, video production. I don't know why that called my attention. I was like, oh, I'll pick that. Let me just do that. So I, you know, 2016, I took that class and kid you not, oh. I literally fell in love with the camera and I, I just felt, I, I saw a new way to express myself in, in ways that I've never saw before, you know? And I was like, whoa. And, and it was something that 
the reason why it was so important for me, it was because it wasn't something that I saw somebody do and I follow. It was something that kind of got in, put into me, in, into me, like where I kind of clicked with that feel where it was like, whoa, this is different. Like nobody's doing it. Nobody's actually, actually nobody was really doing it at that time. I think it's more um, prevalent now. Because we live in a world that is like saturated with so much content. You know, people want to create content for different reasons, all of that. So back then it wasn't like that. So I started doing that. And end of 2000s, I believe, no, hold on. I think I'm, I'm going ahead too much. It was either 2000, no, to, end of 2015. That's when I made the switch. End of 2015, I realized I was like, whoa, like, I don't want to do computer science. And I was like already like a year, two years in, like halfway into it. And I said to myself, I don't want to do computer science. Like, this is not what I'm really passionate about. And I want to do video. I want to do camera work because that's something I'm really, it's calling my attention now. So I, I, I actually, com- um, I went to my, my spiritual mom slash mom slash pastor slash rock. And I spoke to her. I was like, um, I don't know what to do. I want to change my major, but I don't know if this is the right thing. You know, what if I don't make enough money and with this field? I, you know, so many questions because back in the day, there was no no sense of profit, profitability in terms of, you know, working with a camera. And now that I was trying to make money, but at the same time, I was thinking about, okay, how, how am I going to make a living? You know, how, how, can I, um, how can I make my parents look at me and tell me, okay, he's doing something good with his life, you know? Because, you know, you fall into those things where you want to make your parents proud and stuff like that. And what she told me resounded with me and stayed with me forever. She was like, it doesn't matter what you do in life. As long as you put God first, God will bless you. God will be with you. So I literally believed that like a child. I was like, okay, <laughs> oop, I changed my whole major, changed everything around, started from scratch. You know, I was like, let me just start this, this um, new career because it's something I'm very passionate about. So then after that, because of the camera, you know, and I started the, the photography video and all, all of that stuff, I transitioned in 2017, actually, I remember this. I, I started working with a company which not only was I required to take photos, but I was also required to um, manage people in a sense. And I found myself in a in a nutshell. I'm like, oh, I'm not. I'm shy. I'm I'm sociable, but like not that sociable. Where I'm gonna take and manage people, you know? And and they were telling me about like, okay, you're gonna be a manager, community manager for this company, um, and you're gonna host events where photographers are gonna come and network and stuff like that. And I was praying. I was like, whoa, I'm this is not this is not who I am. Like this is not. And but. Deep inside of me, I was like, oh, an evangelist, you know, bringing people together, you know, communicating a message, you know. And at that time, I was being an evangelist for the world. I, I was being an evangelist for this company where I was literally growing their numbers. I was hosting events all throughout New York City. People knew me. Literally, everybody knew me in that in the industry. They knew me as, oh, Leandro, he's going to host an event where it's going to be a lot of photographers and people are going to take pictures. And people knew me. So I used to make fun of myself, like, look at me. Because, you know, at that time, I was still battling with, like, okay, I want to do my own thing. But at the same time, I have to do God's will. So I would make fun of me and, tell, and, say, and say to myself, like, okay, 
yeah, like I'm an evangelist for the world. Like, when am I gonna start doing this for God? You know, bringing people for God. And I, I will take it as a joke, but the more I said it to myself, I started saying, okay, maybe you're not doing it right now because obviously it's a, it's a process. But God was preparing me to be a communicator, to be someone who understands people, to bring people together, to communicate a message, to understand a company, to understand their branding, and be able to display that in different ways, in, in creative ways, you know, um, where people are going to understand it. Because something that Jesus did so perfectly is that he used to teach, used to teach in, in parables. So in a sense, God was showing me how can I reach the people, you know, that are so far away from God, but they're close to me, right? That are close to me right now. Um, and it was so beautiful to, to kind of experience and go through all of that to understand, wow, God is equipping me right now. Like he equips everybody, you know, whoever wants to follow him. He's not going to um, just send you out into war without equipping you. And throughout those years, I saw how my evangelistic calling was being built from the ground up. Like first it was, okay, you don't know how to speak. You feel like you, you're uncomfortable. You're shy. You have an accent. Let me fix that. Let me help you with that. Let me add, put people in your life that are going to help you and mold you so that you can start walking in purpose. Okay, you feel shy. You don't, you don't feel like you under, could understand or communicate a message. I'm going to put you in this position where you're going to work as a community manager and host like events for like, you know, 200, 300 people. Um, and so you could learn those, these skills that I want you to have so that you could bring glory to me. So through all my journey, I just saw how God really positioned me in a, in a place where my purpose was taking place. I, maybe I, I, I didn't see it fully back then, but the more I walked in my walk with God and the more I did life, the more I saw how everything was kind of like, like a puzzle, you know, different pieces were coming together from left to right, from top to bottom until I got to really understand, okay, there's, there's nothing I could do. I'm just who God created me to be. And if I try to walk outside of the will of God, I'm just going to start acting out of character and it's not going to be very pleasant to me. I might feel temporary satisfaction at one moment, but at the same time, that's not what's going to really bring me to God and, and salvation. I need to understand that I have a purpose and what's going to bring me eternal joy is my relationship with my Savior, that, which is the whole solely reason why we believe in him because he loved us first, you know, he gave his own son so that we could have a relationship with him. He took all the sins of the world. He said, he literally told us like, look, I know you messed up. I know you're, you don't feel worthy of or whatever because the world could tell you otherwise, but I tell you that you are more valuable than you could even think about. And, Amen. and you might feel like you're in darkness, but there's so much light that I want you to step into. So in a nutshell, you know, I, I try to concise it in a sense, but that was more, that was kind of like how my, you know, how I got confirmation of my calling, how my life testified to that, you know, even what I'm doing right now. Um, so I have a question. Yeah. Go ahead. So in terms of um, using your gifting mm -hmm. and your purpose of being an evangelist now on mm. this side or at this point of the story, where, where does, how would you say you're using it right now? Or how do you see the Lord moving in you and through that at the moment? Mm. Like 2020, where we are now. <laughs> right, 2020. 2020 vision. 
Okay, so <clears throat> just to be honest and, and transparent with you, I, I, I wouldn't sit here and say like I'm actually walking and doing everything that I have to do with God. It's a is a prog it's a you know progress and it's a process. So I would say I'm doing it but not to the best of my abilities. Um well in my church I hold a position of, you know, I'm in, I'm in charge of the media and I'm in charge of the marketing, kinda like figuring out, you know, creating content for the church and figuring out how this content is gonna bring people to to Christ, you know, and and, and and do all those things, you know, especially now in the world that we're living where, you know, it's, it's hard, you know, COVID and stuff like that, um, where it's hard to reach people. I, I, I believe God has given us tools to reach the, the lost and the found as well. Um, and that's that I'm working on. I will say this. I will say this. I'm in a stage where like everything is like at an inception where like, not, I'm not really doing what I want, like what God wants me to do and what I desire to do as well for God, but I'm working on it. And that's a beautiful thing that I'm walk, actually walking towards that purpose that God has for me. And in little, in little ways, you know, I'm doing that. And not just through the media. There's other things that I want to do. Like, like you, the same way you started a podcast, I actually want to start a podcast about like relationships. Um, because I think it's so important for people to, and I don't want to like get off topic, but just quickly say something that I'm passionate about, which I'm passionate about, you know, how people date nowadays. Because I feel like people are getting into so many toxic relationships that actually determine their future and it's destroying their lives, you know. The way people are dating and getting into relationships is very detrimental, it's very destructive. So that's something I'm very passionate about and I'm working on the side as well. Um so there's a lot of things, you know, that I want to kind of, I'm kind of like idealizing right now. Like, okay, you know yeah. what? I need to do this. I need to do that. But how, how can I get there? So I'm plan. I'm doing more planning right now than anything else. I'm not executing yet. Um, it might look like I'm, I'm executing to an extent, but right now I'm literally just planning and letting yeah. God actually continue to transform me to the point that, okay, you know what? Um, I'm good. I'm I'm good to go. I'm and I'm I will never be ready, obviously, because you never be ready. You have to be available more than actually ready. Because if you're available, God is able to use you to with what you already have. So that's what I'm actually Amen. praying for. Like God will kind of tell me, okay, you know what? You might not be ready right now, but make the best of what you have right now in your hands. Cause I, I love the concept of stewardship in the Bible. That is not so much about how much you have or how, how less you have, but your intentions behind what you have, how you give, and what you do with it. You know, because, for example, the lady um, that gave her last coin, um, it was all she had. It wasn't too much. And, you know, it was literally, but she gave her, her all. So I think that's what God is asking from us and even from me is to, you know, not be ready, but be available. Because mm-hmm. God, it's not about us. It's not about our abilities or what we could do. It's about God using us and giving us his strength and using us to to the best of the, the abilities that we don't even think we have. So, yeah, yeah I love it yeah. because it's one of the things that I hear another brother in Christ saying, you know, like God is not looking for perfect people. He's just looking mm-hmm. for willing vessels. Mm-hmm. Amen. And it's true because it's like in essence, the scripture um, in Hebrews chapter 10 verse 17 says Mm. um it says then he adds their sins and lawless acts i will remember no more 
So in God's eyes, because of the atonement of Jesus Christ, the sin is gone. You know what I mean? Um, and yes, we're walking out our salvation and we're learning to walk uprightly before our Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm. Um, but in essence, it's like God is not looking at the sin because he sees our future. And mm-hmm. in that, all he wants us to do is just say yes to his will and his way and come in agreement with his word. And so praise God for that, because it really is just a matter of saying yes to what he wants and not trying mm-hmm. to, you know, think that we have to come into perfection before God wants to use us. <laughs> so right, right. <laughs> praise God for that. Um, Amen. But yeah. yeah, that's so much for, I mean, there's so much more, but like I said, there's so yeah. much, there's so much you could say. Yeah, it really is. It really is. And I think the testimony you shared is um, very real and uh, relevant, you know, just to what it looks like to walk, walk out our salvation with the Mm -hmm. Lord. Um, It it blesses my heart to really hear like the path that the Lord has brought you through. Um, And even the fact that you kind of came into your relationship with the Lord in 2012. That was the same year that I did as well. So I was like, oh, wow, look at the Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But thank you, Leandro. I appreciate you sharing your testimony. Thank you as well. well. It's a pleasure being on this platform. I I hope it blesses someone. Yeah. And if it, it, and for those who are listening, if this did bless you, um, reach out to me on Instagram, um, my testimony podcast, you'll see this, um, you'll see a post ultimately about this particular episode and just leave a comment there. Let us know how it blessed you. Let us know your comments, your feedback. Um, I think it's just an even greater thing just to continue to talk about the work of the Lord in our lives. So thank you again, Leandro, for your time today. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Yeah, stay blessed. All right. Such an amazing testimony. It really just blessed my whole heart to hear Leandro's testimony. And I actually want to leave you guys with a scripture that relates to his testimony. Um, it is actually 1 John chapter 1 verse 9 it says if we confess our sins he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness and that scripture the Lord at one point taught me about when it comes to um, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me the Lord taught me with that scripture that the strength that the Lord is talking about comes in the midst of our weakness and it is perfectly acceptable to confess our trials, confess our sins, confess our issues. It is perfectly acceptable to be 100% real with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Matter of fact, he desires it. And so in the confession, it is a matter of saying, you know, Lord, I'm struggling with this or Lord, you know, I don't want to do this or Lord, um, I don't, it's hard for me to forgive or Lord, I'm, it's hard for me to resist this. Like I actually enjoy doing this thing. You know, I, I enjoy this sin. I enjoy this. I enjoyed that, but help me because I'm over here and I'm walking in a way that I don't believe you're pleased with but I'm going to talk to you about it. I'm going to be real with you. I'm not going to hide it. I'm not going to walk away from it. I'm not going to try to act like as if it's not there. And as we confess the things to the Lord, as we confess the things to our brothers and sisters in Christ, the Lord literally comes in. He offers insight. He offers wisdom. He offers strength 
the strength is going to come by the Lord giving us revelation, giving us insight, giving us truth, and also steering us away from that sin into his righteousness. And he's going to purify our mind, give us a new insight, give us a new understanding. And as he does that, in actuality, what's happening is God is strengthening us to resist the sin. He's strengthening us to come away from it, to say no to it, to turn our backs on it, to resist the devil so that the devil can flee. God comes in with his truth, his righteousness, his love, his faithfulness, his insight, his wisdom, his understanding, and all of who he is and pours into us that strengthens our soul so that our soul is no longer going after the things that are unrighteous, no longer going against, going after the things that are wicked, no longer going after the things that displeases God. And because God strengthens us with the new mind, we actually are strong enough to walk uprightly before him, say no to the sin and, and move forward. And as we do that, God cleanses us through that process and makes us strong enough to so that we can do all things through Jesus Christ who is strengthening us. And so it's just a blessing to walk with the Lord, you guys. I mean, like I'm always blessed by it. I pray that you were blessed by this testimony. Um, and if it did bless you, please let me know. Um, you can find this particular testimony on all podcast platforms, but send your comments through Instagram, um, my testimony podcast. You will find the post and just let me know. Let us know if it blessed you. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know, you know, if it caused you to see a, 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 the Lord in a new perspective, because let's continue to talk about the Lord. Our Lord is so faithful. And why not talk about the one who gave his life for us, right? <laughs> so um, until next time, you guys, I'm Takia, your host. And may the Lord bless you and may the Lord keep you. Thank you.